Welcome to Just Two Black Girls, a safe space to talk about all the things we experienced in life. A space where we laugh, cry, grow, and heal. I'm Destiny. And I'm Shanae. And And this this is Just Two Black Black Girls. Girls. Today, our topic is imposter syndrome. Have you been an imposter in your life? Are you holding your... Let me stop. Um, I'm, I was just going to let you keep going. Because <laughs> then when you listen back, you're like, oh, why do I... Oh, my God, no, cut that out. I was going to let you keep going. No, 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 no. But yeah, guys, so today we're talking about imposter syndrome. Um... For those who don't know what imposter syndrome is, I'm going to give my definition because I don't know if my definition is actually correct, but that's like feeling like you don't belong in a space even, or feeling like you don't deserve to be in a space when you, in reality, like you do. Like, you know how they're like among us, there's an imposter among us. You feel like you're the imposter among the group of people you're around. Even though you guys are all one and the same in a way. Yeah. So that's basically what imposter syndrome is. Period. Good definition. Thanks. I tried. So we're going to head over down memory lane here to when life was simple or was hard. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Bro, your story, Brad. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I just don't know what she's on. I literally just letting her go however crazy she wants. And then she's going to listen back to it and be like, oh, oh my God, cut that out. And no, I'm going to say no. No, no, I'm just real mellow, guys. Basically, she wants us to get into any times we felt like we've experienced imposter syndrome. Let me translate, Sinead translations for y'all. <sighs> um, I feel like the only main time I really experienced imposter syndrome is during like undergrad and um, grad school, maybe, because, like, both of my schools were PWIs, and a lot of my classes, I mean, in undergrad, there wasn't a lot of white people in class, um, but in, at Georgetown, there wasn't, there was a lot of, like, minorities, like, a lot of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't really, like, a lot of white people, which is, yeah, um, but at Georgetown, it's, like, there's still not a lot of white people in my program, but it's just being in a space that's predominantly like white owned, it makes you seem like, okay. And also I'm not like as like, you know, serious I feel like when it comes to like in comparison to my classmates, like their whole persona, like from the outside perspective is like grad school, epi, yeah. With me, I feel like I, I don't show that off. Like, I'd be talking about watching Bad Girl Club, and I swear they'd be thinking I'm crazy. Like, I'd be writing my paper while I'm writing my paper on how coffee consumption influences dementia. I was watching Bad Girl Club. And it I was, huh? No, it doesn't. There's no association. Okay, I was going to say, um. There's no association. Um, But yeah, I'd be watching Bad Girl Club and be myself, and I feel like a lot of their personalities are just like, I mean, I'm not able to see it. It's just, like, surrounded around, like, you know, 
school version of themselves rather than like real world version of themselves so i bring real world version of myself which i don't think is always welcomed in those type of spaces because you're just like supposed to be professional but yeah but those are the main two times i feel like oh i'm not belonging but like i feel like i've grown out of it a lot especially in grad school seeing like the grades that i get in comparison like so other classmates like scoring like highest in the class. I'm just like, oh, don't know how that happened, but yeah. So I feel like I'm like getting more into the sense, okay, you made it out the group that were selected. You belong here. Kind of pushing it out of my head that okay, why would you not be along here? You can make it, yada yada yada. All the typical pep up stuff that you gotta tell yourself. Ended. Okay. I definitely hear that. So are you saying like at um we went to undergrad together? No, you didn't. We went to Mason. Um, are you saying that like you felt out of place because there were so many white people there? At Mason? Yeah. Or, like, at both of your schools, because they're both PWIs. I mean, Mason, I wasn't really, like, feeling, like, out of place, because I just felt like, okay, I wasn't, like, as, like, successful, because everyone else was, like, doing, like, all these, like, programs or internships or doing a lot more, or, like, even at, like, award shows, when people were getting awards, I'm like, I didn't even know we could get awards for this shit. There are award shows? Yeah. I, really, I volunteered on one of them. Mm. They gave them, like, award for, like, student of the year, and... Student oh. of the year, what the f- yeah, so like be- seeing that stuff, I'm just like, oh wow, um, I'm behind, I didn't pay attention or stuff. But mainly in Georgetown, I feel like imposter syndrome just because there's a lot of white people. Like, one of my classes I went into, other than the people in my program, it was like all like blonde white girls just sitting there, and I was just like, what is going on? So, yeah, I think that's mainly it. Okay, I get that. Um, I guess my story, my story's pretty, like, I guess you say, no, not similar. Um, my, the only time I ever really experienced imposter syndrome, I would say I, inspired, I, I say I experienced imposter syndrome actually very, like, majority of my life, just because, like, it wasn't about the white people. It was just about the moving around so much. It's like moving around, having to fit in with people that like, you know, oh, I don't think I, I did one or twice, once or twice go into school in like the middle of the school year or the middle of the school season or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, so I always felt like an outsider. I've never felt like an, like I belonged anywhere, but that's like, more so on a grand scale things but um like as far as like education goes or like my most recent like feeling of imposter syndrome i don't think it's ever gonna go away until like it's never gonna go away um it may it might we're working on it but i think like for me is like getting into George Washington nursing program. Um, probably like the biggest thing. 
is because like I was rejected from nursing school twice. Twice? I think. Twice? Was it twice? No, one time. Junior year. Mason's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was rejected from Mason nursing school once and then I also applied to another like nursing program in Augusta got denied from that as well and then when it was time for me to go ahead and reapply for Mason they told me I couldn't apply wasn't due to any academic standards or anything it was just due to other like things and I just felt like at that moment like nursing probably just wasn't where I was supposed to be on like a spiritual level because I wasn't getting any like great signs that hey you know nursing is where you want to be other than the fact that I knew that I wanted to be there so when I got accepted into the last two nursing schools that I applied to one being um GW I don't know I just felt like this was a this is a whim I'm the the needle in the haystack I'm the the black kid that they just picked <laughs> Because I was like, ain't no fucking way. My grades were not like top tier. My essay, I think my essay was pretty good. Not gonna lie, my essay was banging, banging. But like, I just felt like, you know, there was no way that this could possibly like be an opportunity that I was given. And then when I got in there, still feels like all them motherfuckers in there are smart. Like, when I say smart, real smart. And like, more than half of them have like experience in the medical field already. And a lot of people would be like, nurses especially would be like, oh, just because you have like an LPN or a CNA or this med tech, da da da, da doesn't mean you think on the level of an RN. But it's the fact that they have that experience and they like, they have that above me. Yeah. So like, I've always, I still feel like an imposter. But I mean, I kind of feel less of an imposter now because I made it as a round two of four. So, um, obviously, I was meant to pass round one, okay. and I'm meant to pass round two as well. So, um, so yeah, that's like my little tidbit with imposter syndrome. I also think, like, if you're like growing up like in a specific like demographic or location and stuff, and you're like moving to like a different place to go to school. All of you would not have the same experiences. So we be coming up here to these Nova kids mm. and they have a lot of experiences and a lot of opportunities that was not available like in the 757 or just in general to even think about. Like so they have like all these programs or like do all this stuff. So it's like damn, you always feel like someone's ahead of you more than they should be. You're like, okay, I have to work twice as hard to get at the same level as them. So you always just feel like you're behind all the time. But I feel like that's also like a thing like where you're at and just feeling like you're behind and everyone's in competition. Oh, in undergrad, everyone was competing. Them them community health niggas were kind of yeah, they were just rude. I asked someone for help and he ignored my message. He just ignored me. And I was like, bro, I'm Maybe getting... he just didn't get it. He read the message. Ooh. Yeah, he read it. And he just didn't reply. And I'm like, I'm not asking you for no fucking answers. I just wanted you to explain something because I need some fucking help. And we do all doing the same shit. But um, grad school people are not like that at all. Help each other. Because it's not a competition. Because there's so much resources available for all now nine of us. Nine? 
Nein, nigga. Are you lying? No, I'm being good ass. What the fuck? Oh, we had to talk about this off air. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's just a lot of resources available for us. So yeah. there's no real competing because we're just like we all know we're gonna make it and we're all qualified in different sectors of what we're learning. And that's on per. Yes. Oh god. Um I will say that is something that I didn't. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I don't think anybody understands how absurd that number is. Woo! <laughs> Anyways, we should not laugh at any downfalls. But it's not a downfall, it's a stepping stone. I mean, one of them is like just joining us this semester. It was eight at first, but there's random, this random nigga. I guess he was like deferred, not deferred, or something happened to him. And he didn't join us last semester, so now he's joining us now. I'm like, I didn't even know y'all could do that. I didn't know that could happen. But he's from Ghana. Yes. So but, that's how I feel. Um, I definitely think I'd have to side with Destiny about like undergrad versus well continuing grad co- continuing. Yeah. Continuation. Th- that's what they call it, continuing settings. Oh. Yeah. I really feel like um, if you're going for any second degree, it should automatically just be grad school because at this point, I've done the whole hoorah thing. But um, they're definitely more helpful. I've never, I will say, I've never been a part of a community where like it's straight support. There are some snakes in that bitch. Snakes in the grass. And snakes in the bushes and the grass and the trees. They're hanging up. But um. But mo- nine times out of ten, like the people that I've like encountered, now you're making me want to go count. But um, the count people that I've encountered, they're very helpful. And once you find like your solid group or like the people that you feel like you know are definitely in this for you and you know them to succeed, it's like, bro, at this point, everybody and their mom should be okay. Nursing school is competitive. Yeah. Getting the nursing job. It's competitive too, but we're in a world right now where damn near everybody, nurses are in need. Everyone and their mama needs a nurse. Everybody and their mama needs a nurse, no matter where you go. Nurses hiring, nurses hiring, nurses hiring. You're bound to get in somewhere, even if it's a school nurse. Don't hate on the school nurses. I hate them. They be catching, they be catching. Okay, you want to say all they can give is ice? Is that what you're going to say? No, they don't be doing anything. You see, no. When I wasn't, no, listen, no, listen, listen, no. listen, listen. When I was in fucking... Was it high school? It was high school. Uh-huh. And I was fucking fainting in the high school and passing out. What was your symptoms? I was passing out. Syncope, okay. No, I was passing out. Syncope. Anyways. And then niggas. Every day? Then niggas. Then niggas would give me give me ice and tell me to lay down. What is that going to What's the ice going to do? So I called my mama. I said, I have to go. And, and I was taking the ER. And you had what you had. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yes, Fuck that nigga. Don't be doing shit, and they hated me. Let's not talk about the school nurses like that. Anyway, sorry. Cause that put a bandaid on it, face ass. <sighs> some nursing schools can't. I mean, nursing schools, nurses—they mm-hmm. have only but so much. Um, they need to get some more then. Leeway. They need to get some more before I make them. Get we can more. give students medications and stuff like that, but you know, I don't know about that high stuff. <sighs> Anyways, but yeah. Back to imposter syndrome, guys. We got a little sidetracked there. 
That's it. School, school nurses get me triggered, okay? Um, don't do that because when I go into my P's rotation, they might put me in the school nurse. Don't be one of those school nurses that everyone hated because we hated them. Stop! That's pressure. So, okay, so you talked about your experience in the posture syndrome. How did you work through that? Like, how did you? I think I, I only worked through it once I saw like progress. Like, once I saw like growth in like my opportunities or, or like me reach the goals I wanted to reach, like getting into Georgetown, I'm like, oh, okay, we made it this far. Then like finishing the semester off how I finished it, despite like me wanting to throw myself off of a bridge, literally, and me literally having the most biggest bags underneath my eyes that I've ever seen in my fucking life. But finishing off that strong, knowing that like not a lot of people finished with the same grades that I finished. Huh? Huh? So, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people finish with the same reason that I finished. And like, yeah, like that was that wasn't what I was expecting at all. But we made it. So I think like definitely like the la- this last semester was like a morale boost. I'm like, hey, okay, even though it was hard, you managed to finesse yourself a, a, a very good grade in every single class. So I think that motivates me to be like, okay, you do belong here. If you didn't belong here, you would have been kicked out by now, you know? So I think just like constantly improving is what motivates me to like have a sense of like, you belong. Why don't you deserve this when you're like doing amazing and all this, this, and this? Why do you think you're not qualified just because you don't have the same opportunities as other people had in their undergrad? Mm-hmm. Period. And play with your mammy if you don't agree with me. Not you, the listeners. <laughs> She's looking like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> How about you? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, like I said, I've always felt like an outsider. I never feel like I belong anywhere. So I don't really think I've ever like work through my imposter syndrome just because of like I kind of honestly I just was like fuck it you don't belong here or you feel like you don't belong here we'll make my own space and everywhere I go I literally create my own space I put people in the circle that I want them to be if I don't want you to be in your circle I literally I will find a way for you not to be my friend anymore even if that means making you hate me but yeah like for me I've created a space in like GW, I really do feel like some part of me, I don't feel as impostery as I did when I first started because like like Destiny said, like you see you see that progress and you're like, okay, I belong here. It's not just on a whim. Now I'm not gonna lie, me passing that exam that I did not think I was gonna pass, that was a whim. That was God. That was literally pure God. Well, it was also me too, because I did study, but it was like that was a class that I just was not getting, I just wasn't getting it. I just wasn't freaking getting it. When I like see my test grade, I was like, wow, that's the best I ever did on an exam in that class. So that's saying something. I obviously belong there because if I didn't, like I wouldn't pass the exam. Makes sense, makes sense. And now it's like all the other people that I was looking at and I was like, oh my God, they're so much part of them. They have experience, they have this, they have that. Some of those people did not make it to second semester. Not because of no financial reasons, but because they just didn't pass the class. Yeah. So, 
So I just think that over time, as time goes on, I'll realize that I do belong. And I think also like me being like from my past, like military kid, always moving around, always trying to fit in somewhere. It's like, why am I trying to fit in somewhere? If I don't fit, I don't fit. I'll find somewhere that I fit in. Even though I was built to stand out. I know I was built to stand out because I'm just, I'm a one of a kind person. But yeah, so with that being my background, I am a standout type of girl. So I stand out with the standouts. People who are outstanding, that's who gravitates towards me. Those are the people that I go to towards. Unique people, people who have, you know, different aspects to them that don't just make them black and white. Yeah, I also think like being just two black girls or just black girls in general, it makes it harder for us to like fit in in certain situations or like scenarios that we have to like conform and like conform like our behavior, our attitude, our mannerisms to feel like we belong in that space. Just because if we are like too out there, too much of ourselves, people like get like either scared, yeah, scared, or they're just like, oh, I don't like her because she just blah blah blah, and it's just like the many many microaggressions come out when you're like in these specific spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's just that type of situation. So like us already feel like we don't belong, and us trying to like tone ourselves down to feel like we belong is just it's not gonna work. And now the work. So, yeah. But I think now, advice. Good advice. Here you go. <clears throat> oh wait. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Before we get to the advice, I have something to say. Um, the reason why this this um episode is actually called accepting is because when you like overcome that imposter syndrome you finally accepted that you belong you deserve whatever it is you've been given mm-hmm. so advice now i just wanted to say that just in case anybody was confused as to where our title our titling came from yeah i think like the main thing for me at least is that my one of my goals of 2023 i would say 2022 is to <laughs> this not feel like walk into every space feeling like I am deserving like because like I also like wrote like my essay from this fellowship I applied to so I was like I'm not gonna get into the fellowship so I shouldn't apply and I literally like a couple of days before the fellowship was due I just was like I'm not gonna apply because I'm you know um um yeah I'm not gonna apply I'm not gonna apply I'm not gonna apply I'm not gonna apply yeah so then I applied and I was like, fuck it. I wrote my whole essay about like feeling like I wasn't deserving and like how I just like, you know, downplayed my accomplishments and stuff like that. And I'm like, why would I do that when I'm accomplishing things just because I don't feel like it's as significant as other people think? But it's just a comparison being the thief of joy. Like you can accomplish something, but then you see it, someone accomplishing or like, like ahead of you, quote unquote, and you're like, damn, I'm not doing enough. I should do better. And that's not the case. You can't compare your journey to anyone else's journey because your struggles are not their struggles. And that's how it is. <laughs> stop. Stop. And that's how it is. Oh, Sinead, stop crying. It's okay. It's okay. 
<laughs> What's wrong? That was that was a lot. Oh, um, this is what I'm talking about. These are the conversations that we be having. <laughs> okay. What are you talking you about? Have That's fine. You You're a here. crazy person. Anyways, guys, um, my advice for people struggling in imposter syndrome is awkward silence. Yeah. Um, I would say for anybody who feels, ooh. Good one. I won't bring the big man into this, but I will say this. What is for you will be for you. And if you don't know what that means, I, the universe, you know, we're just going to use the universe. Everything happens for a reason. As cliche as that sounds, you're put in positions because something, some force, gravitation, whatever the hell you want to call it, God, this person, that person, for you guys look up to or if you don't look up to anybody the universe puts you in that position because you were meant to do something there and I think that like that's a very complex concept for your mind to comprehend that was a lot of comms but uh, I think that's a very that that with me is like probably like my biggest piece of advice is everything that is for you will be for you. The things that, oh, my God, I want it. I want it. I want it. And you don't get it. You keep not getting 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 it. It's because at that time, it might not have been for you. But when it's time for you to have whatever you're looking for, you will have it. And that's kind of how I looked at nursing school, for example. When I applied for nursing school the first time, I was a biology major. <clears throat> and I didn't have, like, there was no, I wanted to be a nurse, but there was no, full, there was, like, the substance behind me wanting to be a nurse was because I realized I just didn't want to be a doctor anymore. That's just what that was. There was no full substance. But then I went to my next major, which was community health, which is what I stuck with, and I realized, like, something, something clicked. It's like, yeah, um, there's more, I have more substance in what I want to do. I have a bigger why than just you know my past things that I've been through my why is something that I can carry on to the future on my dumb days or whatever bad days whatever you want to call them I have a why that is bigger than myself bigger than my family and bigger Purr. than the stuff that I've been through okay. so everything that is for you it will happen for you when it's time to happen for you mm -hmm. so you are deserving of being wherever you are right now and if you're in a bad position maybe you need to go through that bad thing in order to become a better version of yourself and also, like, if you feel like, what's the cause? Oh, I don't belong because, like, there's no one that, like, looks like me in this space. Or, like, you know, be that person. Because I just think about, like, a lot of people, like, if you think about, like, epidemiologists. How many black epidemiologists do you really see? Not that many. It's a, like, white. <laughs> it's, like, a white-driven, like, space. Yeah, it is. I mean, every space is predominantly usually white. Like, because the palm come people believe they're best. <laughs> With my L. Anyways, sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like me wanting to like there's like three black girls. Well, four black girls. Yeah. Four black girls in um in my program. And I think that's like the most black people they've ever seen in the program. I key. Really? I mean, the program's a newer program, so like this is like oh, okay. the third year. But like last oh. last year was one one black girl, um, and the year before I don't know how many. But like just like the increase of like black people 
is like important because like I just feel like the representation matters and like when we talk to one of our professors she's like yeah there's a lot of times where I have to like step out of like those spaces like irritated or frustrated because like I feel like everyone's overlooking the things I'm saying or like they're talking about disparities and they're like not understanding that being black in health is a big disparity so just making like being that representation that you want to see can help the next person that feels like they don't belong and that's it and that's on per and that's on city girls up a thousand <laughs> but yeah i definitely think that like everyone has their moments of feeling like they're imposters and like especially when it comes to like being in new environments so i think you just like just accept how you feel in that moment but then just question yourself and think why don't you feel like you belong and why do you feel like you're less deserving than the other people that were going up for the same spot that you were you know and just get into that deeper reasoning of like why and yeah that's all i gotta say on this episode what about you shanae just too i was gonna say yeah that's cool don't interrupt my song. I thought you were asking me what else do I have to say. Yeah, what else do you have to say? Do I have to sing it? No, you don't. Please don't. She's a hater. <laughs> Please don't. She's actually a hater. But no, I was going to say, she was talking about like epidemiologists, and <laughs> I just, my comment was insensitive, and I didn't realize that until I was sitting here. I really, but that's the thing that's crazy to me. There are so many hidden Yeah, it's okay. I didn't know about them niggas until I fucking decided to join the major. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you don't really see the people behind the scenes unless there's a big outbreak. Yeah. I didn't know epidemiologists were a thing until COVID happened. I didn't know public health was a thing until COVID happened. Oh. um, All right. All right. We love that. We love that for you. Public health? Who? But I was going to say, like... um. I think it's really funny that you brought up the topic of the four people in your in your program. I think it's hilarious. So at George Washington, just a sidebar, at George Washington, when you walk down the hallway in the third floor, I think it is, you see all the different cohorts. Mm. And you just see like, and these are cohorts, when you make you when you make the cohort picture, that means you made it to the end of the program. Mm-hmm. You do like as much as I will say this, as much as Caribbean, black, African nurses you see. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are not RNs. Yeah. I'm looking, I was going through the hallway and I was like, where the hell are black people? I don't know what I see in the hospital is the damn black people working with the black people. Yeah. Where the hell are they at on the walls? Yeah. And I just I just I just thought that was like something. But they do increase as time goes on. I do be seeing them. I yeah. Seeing Even them. when I look for programs to apply to and they show like past people that have been in the program and I like going in and counting the black people. Making sure. I mean, the program I just applied for, there's two. What program did you apply for? It's like this Global Institute Health program I applied for the other day. It was the thing I was doing yesterday night that I was like, oh my God, it's not working. It uh, worked. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I think that's everything that we have to say to you guys. It is one. I feel like this episode is a little bit longer than normal, but I don't even know, actually. It's because a lot of chaos happened in the middle of the episode. Yeah. So if you hear weird cuts, don't wonder why. Just say, okay. Just keep pushing. Like, all right. But um, that's all that we have for you guys this week. Um, we will see you guys next Friday, same time, same place. Period. Period.